Well, welcome to WATN <clears throat> Radio once more. So happy you tuned in. Coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, and this is 89.1 FM Radio. Uh, here with my good friend, David Abood. Hey, John. Great to be here with you again. And uh, thank you for again <clears throat> tuning in, everyone that's listening this past year as we approach oh, yeah. the end of this year. Um, hard to believe 2022 is going out the door Boy, and 2023 is amazing. Amazing. You know? Yeah, you know, we're so grateful for our listeners again this year and yeah it's amazing how fast time goes john every year just clicks on by that's what makes our uh, this show so important um because you realize how short a period of time we have really on the planet to to you know come to the lord and to help create disciples it's really limited yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's just amazing you know yeah. and we look forward to this brand new year coming up but having said that and because we are so close to christmas i thought we would look at you could say this is uh, prophecy and Christmas or the fulfillment. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, quite honestly, don't understand Christmas. I mean, they understand gift giving and they understand singing songs yeah. and getting together. But Jesus just didn't come in to the human experience. Mm-hmm. He was he was prophesied and predicted in this pictures of him 500, 1,000 years before his actual birth right. in Bethlehem. And we're going to look at that and it really <clears throat> makes you appreciate how God... Uh, unfolded the story the plan of redemption or salvation if you will but um again jesus will uh, at the end of his life i mean after his death and resurrection when he's walking along this road this dusty road outside of jerusalem with two disciples he'll begin to say this in luke chapter 24 verse 27 where he says and beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So mm. he's taken a way back. Uh, Moses means the first five books and the prophets. And then later on in that same <clears throat> Luke chapter 24, uh, he'll say, now he's going to say this uh, to his apostles. He says, verse 44, and then he spoke to the apostles. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. All things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of the prophets uh, I'm sorry, the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me. Yeah. And then he opened the understanding that they might <clears throat> comprehend the scriptures. So what we're getting at here is that mm-hmm. he realizes, uh, not how he realizes, but he's explaining to his apostles that uh, he fulfilled everything at his birth, at his death, at his resurrection, at his ascension. Yeah. And we're going <clears> to <throat> just focus today, of course, being that Christmas is just around the corner, on his birth and to start with the birth story you really have to kind of go back in uh, early on in the in the gospels and in like luke chapter one is where it starts and just to set the scene here there's been 400 years of silence when the old testament closes there's a 400 approximately 400 years where they say there's no prophet in the land or there there was not a fresh Mm -hmm. word from the lord there's just silence so to speak prophetically god but he's left a lot of promises we're going to see that there's going to be a change coming. But 400 years, curtain goes down in the Old Testament. Yeah. Now it lifts here in chapter 1 of Luke, and it it's in Jerusalem, it's in the temple, and this is John the Baptist's father is a priest, and he's in there. Uh, you can see in, in chapter 1, uh, he's in there and lighting the incense and he's taking care of... Mm-hmm. Now, this is not where the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies. He's in the holy place, which is right outside that room. But notice, if you want, David, to read verse 11 sure. uh, through 14. 
Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Okay, so now <clears throat> the curtain opens. Yeah. It's in Jerusalem. It's in the temple. That's where God dwells in the mm -hmm. Holy of Holies. And so it's, I guess it's an appropriate place that it, it does start in the temple, this whole, yeah. so to speak, Christmas story. And here you have this priest Zacharias encounters this angel. The angel says, your wife Elizabeth is going to have a son. But the <clears throat> problem is, Zacharias will say to the angel, verse 18, how shall I know this for I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years? <laughs> yeah. So they're beyond childbearing. <clears throat> now, this, this How old is, do you think they were? It's hard to say. Yeah. Sixty plus, maybe okay. seventy. I don't. Mm -hmm. But it's very similar with Abraham and Sarah back in the Old Testament. Yeah. You'll see this what you call miracle birth stories mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, like Abraham and Sarah. They couldn't have children, and God says, mm -hmm. "You will have a child. Be called Isaac." Um, Samson's parents they couldn't have children, and God will intervene and say, "No, you will have a uh, Hannah." Uh, will not able to bear a child, and God intervenes, yeah. and they're going to have Samuel. So you see this idea of what you call miracle birth stories, and now you see it with John the Baptist here, but the ultimate miracle birth <clears throat> is a virgin birth. <clears throat> I mean, these are still human parents, right? Yeah. But to have a virgin conceive, that's going to be... <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. But you can see how it leads in that direction, sure. and it culminates in Christ. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Um, right. So... <clears throat> Again, you know, John, it, it's I love the way when I first read the Bible and you were helping me understand, you know, how to interpret certain things and how to follow it. It really became clear to me that God leaves us breadcrumbs mm. on a trail to set us up for the big picture. Right. And and to me, that's kind of what he's doing here with these miracle births yeah. to say it is possible. Yeah. Th this is the living word. Um, you know, I am God, you know, believe in me, it, it, I exist, yeah. and I'm about to send my son. So for me, that's kind of a simple way to look at it, but it really helped. And so I'm able to, it, it helped me look at where the, the breadcrumbs are for the big picture. What is God trying to tell us? Anyway, exactly right. Yeah. And you're right, David, because God, it's like anything in nature, yeah. it unfolds. At first yes. you have a seed. Then you have right. a stem, mm -hmm. and then a root, and then you have a, a sapling, a mm -hmm. small tree, and then before you know it, it's you know, 40 feet high. Yeah. And it's got all, right. it, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a process. So too, God's plan of salvation doesn't happen overnight. It's an unfolding process. And these things in and of itself, before the virgin birth of Jesus, these are incredible miracles in and of themselves yeah. that yeah. you would be floored about, but it just shows you how miraculous what happened with him saying his son truly is. So, yeah. so and of course, Zacharias, he can't hardly believe right. it. I mean, you know, yeah. you got an angel, I mean, you're, an angel appears, right. you, you <laughs> promise you're going to have this little boy. <clears throat> um, and then, of course, it says in verse 26, now six months, the angel Gabriel sent by God to the city of Galilee. Named. That's where he's going to make the announcement to right. um, <clears throat> Mary about Jesus. Uh, again, it's going to be the miraculous birth because it says to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name is Joseph. So we see like there's probably this six month gap 
John the Baptist is older than Jesus by six months. But when John the Baptist will introduce Jesus, he'll say, come after me, but he was before me. That's the eternal, in, in, his, in his natural birth order, Jesus yeah. came six months later. But in his eternity, God, pre, Jesus oh, predated yeah. Abraham. Right. He predated Moses. Certainly he predated mm -hmm. John. So you're starting to catch these glimpses of these. And so if you look at the last book of the Old Testament, it kind of sets this thing up a little bit. Right. Um, where it'll say um, in Malachi, <clears throat> and again, this is, you know, this is the last book that we have in the Old Testament. Malachi But this what? promise, uh, it'll be in Malachi chapter 3, okay. um, verse 1. Okay. If you want to read that. Yeah, sure. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, that's one verse, right? Yeah. Now, no, a couple things. Number one, whatever you see, behold, that's like an important thing. It'd be like, uh, listen up, or uh, yeah. it's a, a proclamation. A trumpet sounding or something. Yeah. yeah, right. But it's God saying this. I send my messenger, he will prepare the way before me. Mm. It's not a prophet. God is coming, but before he comes, mm -hmm. there's going to be this person to prepare the way. And that's what we just saw with the announcement of John the Baptist. Right. He's going to prepare the way. Then it says, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to mm. his temple. And we're going to see that uh, later on when we start the, the, the birth story of Jesus. His, Joseph and Mary will take him to the temple and there they will meet Anna and Simeon, and they've been waiting for the Messiah. Mm. Remember it says here, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight. He's coming to the temple, and he's going to bring the new covenant. You see that? Yeah. In whom you delight. He is uh, the messenger of the covenant. That's why Jesus will say, this is the blood of the new covenant at the communion at near the end of his life. So all those things are packed in yeah. to this mm -hmm. um one verse right that that's that's the last chapter almost Gosh. in the bible in the old testament but notice something he has to come to his temple when is the temple destroyed the temple is destroyed by the romans in 70 a.d yeah. so who is ever coming has to come before 70 a.d yeah do you see how it's yes. time stamped yeah. it's time locked yes. who, who's fulfilling this right this is like, a, anyhow, yeah. if you stay with that, say, Malachi, mm -hmm. at almost the last verses of the Old Testament, yeah. it will say this. Um, if you look um, in verse 5 of chapter 4. Oh, we're, you're in 4? Uh-huh. Same okay. book, Malachi. Okay. Malachi 4, verse 5. Uh-huh. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. There you go. You see that? That's repentance. But he's coming in, in Elijah. Now, when you go back to Matthew, Luke chapter 1, look what he says here. Luke he, chapter 1? Yeah. In the announcement, look what it says in verse 16 and 17 about the coming of John the Baptist. <laughs> He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. There's repentance, okay. Right? Yeah. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. There you go. Yeah. See to turn the hearts the of the parents, and there it is again. There it is. To their children and disobedient to the wisdom of the righteousness. So they, you see how that clips in? To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Repent. 
Yeah. In other words, repent. The Lord is yeah. coming. Get baptized, which is wake up. Yeah, it's coming. So he's coming. The thing is, David. Many, many people don't study the Old Testament. Yeah. They don't understand fulfillment. They just think, oh, there was a star in the sky. The wise men came. But whoa, this mm -hmm. thing is predicted and prophesied. Yeah. Quite honestly, when you get back to Genesis, when God gives the, problem, uh, the promise <clears throat> uh, that Eve, the woman, it even says here in chapter 3, of, it says... Um, Genesis? In Genesis, when he's talking to, to, the, to the woman... He says, the, um, the Lord said to the woman, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me. The Lord says, Because you have done this, you are, uh, he's speaking to the enemy, uh, the saint, mm -hmm. uh, you are cursed above all the cattle, on your belly you should go. But he says, I will put enmity or animosity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, you shall bruise his heel. There's this idea of the seed of the woman, yeah. which the seed is contained within the man, but this has a hint of a virgin birth. But when he comes, what is that <clears> saying? <throat> he will bruise your head. Yeah. Now in, he will kill in him. battle. Yeah. But in the process, what's the enemy going to do to him, the seed of the woman? He's going to bruise him. Bruise him. Heel. Right. Hurt him. Yeah, hurt him. Yep. So that's why it says yeah. in Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was... Bruised, bruised for our iniquities. That's beautiful. So you get this thing yeah. going like this. Yeah. And what it comes down to, David, is men couldn't sit down and write this. I mean, it's, you know, you're looking at more than 1,500 years, the Old and New Testament right. put together. Yeah. 40 different authors under yeah. the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> but he's yet one story, mm -hmm. you know, and it's got all different kind of literary styles. You know, you have poetry and parables and history and commandments. But it all unifies into a singular person, uh, the person of Jesus Christ. You know, um, and we've talked about this. Um, you know, I think to your point about people don't read the Old Testament, you made it very clear to me that you have to read the entire book, the mm -hmm. entire Bible. The Old Testament is one side of the sword. The New Testament is the right side of the sword. Mm -hmm. And the tip is Christ that unites them. Yeah. And so b before you came back from WAC, where you were the president, um, I read some Old Old Testament and New Testament the same day all the way through for a year, and it really did line up. You really have to look at the prophecies and see the fulfillment in the New Testament. Yeah, it's kind of like having a, a a cheeseburger without the bun. I mean, you got it. Tastes it's much. Yeah. It's not complete. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? You, you got to read the whole book because people yeah. will say. Well, other religions have holy right. books, right? And they have good right. morals or something like this. But nobody has this. You know, two books, yep. Old and New Testament, but one story. <clears throat> and that, that's, that's impossible to do yeah. unless you're out of space and time and you can prophesy it. For instance, the Old Testament, I have the prophecy here and then the fulfillment in the New. The Old Testament says... Uh, Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Okay, we'll go back. To oh, okay. Stuff. Are we going to do that? We'll go there now. You brought okay. It. okay. All right. So Isaiah seven fourteen. Well, I, I just have the one verse. Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Then the fulfillment of it is in Matthew one twenty three which is the New Testament, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. 
That's okay. how you have to connect up the old and the new. Yeah, there it is. There's that word behold again. <clears throat> yep. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And right. Of course, Emmanuel means God with, with us. us. Yes. Emmanuel. And of course, yes. when you go to John chapter 1, when it says, in the beginning was the word and the word <clears throat> with God, and the word was God. And then it says, 14 verses later, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. There you have it. So hmm. what you're dealing with is this is this was when people say, well, Jesus was a, a holy man or he was a yeah. prophet or he's this. No, he's 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 uniquely entered into the human, not just the human, but the space time continuum we call life in the universe here. He entered in in a miraculous way. He came from above, he says, you know, he come. You know, yeah. he came down from above. That's why he's spotless. He's pure. He, the Bible clearly says all have sinned and come short of the glory yeah. of God. Matter of fact, when you see Mary, uh, when you just uh, quoted there in um, Matthew, uh -huh. when she quotes uh, that this doxology or this hymn, almost like a hymn, hmm. she even says uh, very clearly here um, in Matthew when she says... Uh -huh. um, You're in Matthew 1? Um or, yeah, okay. well, this is this is well when the Lord appears to Mary, His name. But notice the titles here in in Matthew chapter one. Okay. Um, uh, she, we know she's a virgin. They haven't. <clears throat> she hasn't married Joseph yet. Mm -hmm. He's given a revelation. Uh, she's with child. This is of the Lord. Look at verse twenty of Matthew chapter one. Sure. Um, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph. Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. There you have it. Oh, my gosh. And so yeah. notice, she will bring <clears throat> forth a son. Yeah. So here he comes. Uh, you shall call his name Jesus. That's in the Hebrew is Yeshua, and that means God saves. Mm. For, that's why they're describing his name, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled. That's a key word in the in the Christmas stories, fulfilled. You know, the Old Testament is right. being fulfilled. <clears throat> yeah. And then it said, then you just quoted that verse 23 in, in Isaiah 7. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah. So there you see Gosh. it's laid out in a, Man. In a rather succinct... What else is there to say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, then when you compare that with Luke, right. that's where Mary will even say... Um, you in Luke 1 again? Yeah, Luke 1, where she's going to visit um, her her uh, aunt, mm -hmm. uh, a relative, uh, right. who's going to have John the Baptist. That would right. be Elizabeth. Elizabeth, right. But notice... Um, what Mary says in verse 46. Verse 46? Yeah, and through through 50. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. There you go. So <clears throat> now we see... The, 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 she says, my spirit is rejoiced in God, my Savior. See, Mary needed a Savior, too. You know, she's, you know, only Jesus is is, is sinless. You know, yep. even say in First John, uh, uh, if we say that we don't have sin, we lie and the truth is not in us. Yeah. It says in Romans, all 
have sin and come short of the glory of God. That's why even Mary herself calls herself mm. Savior. Mm. I, you know, I, the Lord, my Savior. Well, Jesus would never say that. You know, God, my Savior, because right. He is yeah. sinless. He's, he has no requirement right. to be saved. Yeah. So you're starting to see all of these kind of mm. prophetic threads are coming together now. Choo, choo, you know, yeah. and um, it talks about Him coming, staying with, with Mary's confession here. Verse 52, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel. Um, he has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham, his seed forever. So there's when he spoke to our fathers and to Abraham and to his seed. She's speaking prophetically <clears throat> the fact that God promised Abraham way back in the Old Testament that through Abraham's seed, <clears throat> All the nations, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Well, see, Abraham was, in a sense, the start of the Jewish race. And the Messiah would come through the Jewish race. And she's quoting that here, that when he comes, mm -hmm. all, all of these, you know, are, are going to be fulfilled. You know, he's redeemed his people. Um, then Zacharias, when John is born, look what he says in <clears throat> verse 67 through 70. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he is through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. Exactly. All these promises are starting to click in now. Yeah. Now look at verse 77 and 78. That's, this is very okay. important. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Now notice that. He's wow. coming uh, to us. He's bringing salvation to give light to those who sit in darkness <clears throat> and in the shadow of death, and guard our feet in the way of peace. So here we see he's coming. Path of John's peace. going to bring and introduce this person, but he's going to be the light of the world. And we sit here today, 2,000 years later, and again, yeah. it's what are we, a week out it's from Christmas. <laughs> what happened? You know, I mean, this okay. is all orchestrated, yeah. perfected yeah. in this person of Jesus Christ. Man, and that's why we say it's the good news. And it's the good news. <laughs> you know, it's good news. Because when the angels come down, <laughs> yeah. um, that's what they're going to be saying. Yeah. You know, well, you'll see this in the, in the Luke story, um, which we're all familiar with. But, I mean, sometimes it's good to go over it again to realize, wow, this really happened the way they said it was going yes. to happen. And, again, I really believe unbelievers, like I was before I got saved, they, it's unexamined unbelief. They just don't look at the evidence. You know what I'm saying? They, they just don't look at the evidence. And when Jesus is finally born, uh, Luke will say, um, in chapter 2 of Luke, she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in a swaddling clothes, put him in a manger. Yeah. Now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood before the, these shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And then the angel said, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Right. For all the people, not just for Israel, not just for the, all the people, for there is born you this day, the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Look at the one verse alone. 
city of David. That means he must come from the that was the where the kings came from. That was right. Bethlehem. They, yeah. He's called a savior. He is called Christ. He's called the Lord. One verse. Yeah. All those terms are here. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. There's the there. and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. He he came to bring peace. But notice right from the yeah. get go, heaven is shaken. You know, yeah. I mean they got these angels coming, the light thing is all lit up. You know, he, you know, Jan, it is you know, the more we get into this and the more that I've uh, been blessed to be able to walk with you and in the Lord and get deeper into this, you know, uh, honestly, a long time ago, I didn't think it was really cool to get into the Bible. I just thought it, it, like you did, and we bring this up a lot, but I mm -hmm. think it's so important because one of the th reasons I'm, I keep going back to it is to wake people up Yeah, right. to being frozen or being a zombie in the sense of you're checking in for an hour once a week and then you're checking out. And it is so important you get so much more for the time you put into really diving into the Bible and being around Christian people than you ever dreamed possible. Yes, it's work. Yes, you have to be committed. But the return is insurmountably incredible. It, yeah. it, there's no other way to tell people. And, and you just see how everything gets transformed. It's kind of like you're hanging up your old body in this old closet and you're going to an entirely new house with a whole new body and a whole new spiritual body. Yeah, exactly right. There's there. no other way to say it. You yeah. just leave that old guy down the hall and go up. And if you have to burn the house, burn it. Just keep moving. Don't go back. Yeah, right. And, and, and that's really the freedom we get with this. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But uh, it's protection, too. Yeah. If you love your family... If you love, you know, whether you have a wife or kids or not, if you live alone, you got mother and father, you got relatives, whatever it is, just think about it, not only for yourself, but for people close to you about how important this could be for their own lives and how much this is going to mean to them exactly. and the gifts you're going to be able to bestow on so many people, including yourself. Oh, yeah. The whole trajectory of your yeah, life is going to change. It is. And that's why... But, Jan, I think it's a misconception where people think you're miserable as a Christian. Yeah, right. you, you, you got to follow all these rules, and you got to be disciplined here. you got to be disciplined there. It's true to a point. I mean, sure, you can't go crazy, and, yeah, there's Ten Commandments for sure, but it's not that way. Yeah, right, right. It's anything but. That's right. You're right. And you were a missionary. Maybe you can explain that to well, people. Well, you know, it says in 2 Corinthians yeah. chapter 5, if any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Yeah. Christianity is not, quote, on turning over a new leaf. Or, mm -hmm. you know, people make New Year's resolution. I'm going to try to clean up my act. That's not it. It's, it's, it's realizing you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and you turn from your old life, and by faith you accept Jesus Christ. It's right. almost like <clears throat> when you get married, you turn your back yeah. on all other people, and, you, and you're wedded to your spouse. Yeah. And your life changes, hopefully right. for the better. But yeah. I mean, it's because the two become one. Well, how much more so when you turn your back on all other belief systems and, right. thought, and you're united with Christ. And sometimes the mm -hmm. marriage metaphor is used in the New Testament. Jesus is the bridegroom, yeah. we're the bride. And as a result of that, you are, you're stepping into a brand new life. And one day we'll do a mm -hmm. show on the benefits of being a believer. Uh, not only yeah, is your mind changed... And you, you're able to quicken and understand <clears throat> spiritual truths. 
you you have you understand how prayer works and see real things answer to prayer. Oh yeah. You enter into community with other brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, I'm going to get on a plane and travel 23 hours to go back to Thailand. Yeah. But when I get off, I have brothers and sisters in Christ there. Right. You know, that's that's because we're because we have the same father. Yeah. If you have the same father, that means you're a brother or sister, right? Yes. So if you're truly born again and you're born into God's family, you're kindred, mm -hmm. and that's another yeah. benefit. You know, so we'll do a whole show on the benefit. The other is, is the it, power over the demonic. Yeah. People don't realize so much of the world is is fearful of the demonic and. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you know that 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 is, is what we is what we're holding. Yeah. In terms of this new possession you talked about, this new way of living. <clears throat> yeah. And then all of a sudden your thought life starts changing. Yes. And the things you used to want or desire right. are being replaced by whole new desires. Yes. You don't go to church because you have to. You go to church because you want to. Yeah. You don't pray because you want you have to. You pray because I want to. Mm -hmm. And you want to share this message with others. You don't want money for it or anything. You just say, hey. Try it. You know, you know um, I was. I mentioned this in one of our last shows about Billy Graham, um, and you know uh, he was what ninety four or ninety one when he passed. Oh, but his last yeah. video, you know, he talked about the fact that he knew why he was here. These are all life's questions are answered. Yeah, right. You know, um, you did a video on that, John. It is so true. Everybody always wonders why are we here. You know, and then they say, uh, there's a lot of people I know that say they really don't want to retire because when you retire, you die. Yeah. When I hear stuff like that, that's when I just want to give them the Bible because you're then in a race to not only learn about what's in the Bible, but you're also in a race to see all the gifts God can bring to you and your network and also the other people you can bring to the Lord. That you will never be done. Yeah, you will right. never be retired if you do this right. Yeah, right. And it's so fulfilling yeah. versus sitting in a rocking chair and just waiting for your time. Yeah. So, so th that's what it brings. And I hate to digress like that, but it's all, that's where the excitement comes in with Jesus being born this, this month. Yeah. So another prophecy, yeah. you were in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. Right. We'll say this, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now notice. A child is born, that's his humanity, but uh -huh. a son is given. Jesus yeah. always was eternally the son of the Father. Yeah. So do you see the use uh, of those two words? Yes. I say, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Mm -hmm. The government will be upon his shoulders. Yes, he's king of kings and lord of lords. His name will be called Wonderful. Look at these titles. Counselor, Mighty God. Yeah. Well, it can't be a prophet or somebody. He's called Mighty God. Yes. Um, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Uh, this is important. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order and to establish it with judgment. See, there's the throne of yes. David. Because David was promised, mm -hmm. maybe we'll look at it, that one day a king is going to come from your line. He was from the tribe of Judah, which was the kingly line. And his throne will be forever and ever. Mm -hmm. And as see, Jesus is now sitting on the right hand of the Father. And his, see where it says... The throne of David over his kingdom, and the increase of his government. There's he, Jesus starts. He's born in a manger, right? Little, then he gets the twelve apostles. Then there's mm -hmm. 120 disciples in the upper room when Pentecost happens. And at the day of Pentecost, there's 3,000 believers. And today, there's 2.5 billion. I'm not saying they're all yeah. true believers, but they name the name of Christ. Do you see the expansion? Yeah. yeah. The expansion of his kingdom, and that's why true believers pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy 
kingdom come. That will be done, yeah. On earth as yeah. it is in heaven. So we're praying one day his kingdom ultimately comes, right. but now we want his kingdom over our life yes. and our motives. And right. What we do, and we want to expand yeah. his kingdom yeah. by sharing the good news. And there's so much in that prayer that Jesus wrote mm. and taught us, including our daily provisions. You know, yeah. we interviewed Penny Hood, uh, who's out at WEC, and, you know, she said that she realized the only thing they have to rely on for their provisions and for their safety and everything else is just God himself. Yeah, right, right. And that's right. all they, they're not looking for, you know, people to help them. They're going to pray to God and then, yeah, sure, you'll get helpful people in yeah, your right. life. But that's all you need in your life. He, he, is, the, he's, yeah. he is the anchor. He is the North Star. We right. orient, you know, sailors <clears throat> used to orient their sailing by looking yeah. at the North Star. Right. He's the fixed point on the yeah. compass. He's true north. He true once north. you know Jesus, he or reorients your whole life. Yeah. I mean, he just doesn't want he wants lordship. He wants to take over our life. Which he is a does. Good thing. But let's look at another look at um Yeah, but Mike. we need him to. Oh yeah. Because you know, we learned in one of our previous shows, we had the Christian psychologist on most all addictions occur because of our separation from God. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of our bad behavior occurs because of our separation from God. So he's actually doing us a huge favor by coming into our life oh, and bringing sure. the Holy Spirit into us. Yeah, we don't know. Man's yeah. basic problem. It's a gift. Know, he doesn't know what he's doing yeah, on planet it's Earth. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyhow. Um, Where are you at now? We'll go to Malik, uh, Micah. So the wise, we'll get into this thing about the star in a minute. Uh-huh. These you get these wise men coming from the east, right? They're not king. You know, we sing sing these songs, we three kings of Orion are. Well, number one, they're not kings. And number two, we don't know if there was three of them. There's three gifts oh. given, but one could have gave three, or oh. there could be thirty. So there's a lot it's just hymns, you know what I mean? They're nice Christmas hymns, but they're not kings. They're 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 probably astro into astronomy. They're they might have been uh, we know that the Israelites went into captivity into Babylon and uh -huh. Persia, so they right. took the scrolls, and so there was these <clears throat> prophecies about the coming Messiah. And but when when the wise men come, they're following this star, right? And maybe they're on a journey, uh -huh. maybe seven hundred miles. We don't know. They're coming from <clears throat> the they're coming from the east. They're moving westward towards Israel, and they're following the star. And then they come to Jerusalem because they're thinking, if there's a king of the Jews to be born, he'll be born in Jerusalem. That's but the, the issue there is they go to visit um, Herod, and they say, where's the king? And when they say, the scripture says that when the Messiah comes, he'll be <clears throat> born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. This is problematic because once they alerted Herod the Great that there's another king to be born, he was crazy. He was paranoid. He killed two of his sons because he thought they were going to take the throne. He says, where? And they go to the scriptures. They're going right where we're going to look at now. And they tell Herod the Great. These are the scholars of his day, yeah. the Bible people. They don't go to go to the, see it, the Messiah, but they give this information. And therefore, Herod will order the killing of all the baby boys, two and, two and yeah, younger. Yeah, right. But here's the scripture. You're in Micah what? Uh, chapter 5, uh, verse, verse um, 2. Micah 5, 2. But you, uh, Bethlehem... Euphratha thought you are small among the clans of Judah. Out of you will come for me one who will be a ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son. Okay, so now you see. 
but you Bethlehem, right. that's that's yeah. that's where David was born, and that's mm-hmm. where the kings were born, right? Yeah. Ephrata. Though you are little among the thousands, it was not a big town. I mean it was small. Hmm. It wasn't like how small do you think? I mean, oh, what do you think? I'm guessing Yeah. 900 people. 900 there, people, 1, 000, wow. 1,200. Yeah. It okay. was small. Wow. Um, it's about five miles south of mm-hmm. uh, Jerusalem. We go down there when I take tours. Uh-huh. Though that will be, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one who will be the ruler of Israel. There's his kingship again. Whose going forth are from old, even from eternity or from everlasting. There it is. There's this yeah. coming one. He's, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Because that's the city of David. Right. And it also means, Beth means house. Laham is bread. House of bread. And of course, Jesus will declare himself to be the true bread that come down from heaven. True bread of life. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but no, oh, notice great. what it says in uh, verse 4. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Notice that? Yeah. He will be like a shepherd, and and, and uh, he his greatness will reach where the ends of the earth, ends of the earth, right to Westlake, Ohio, right to Bay Village, right to Lorraine, right. You know, this repercussions of this birth of this person has uh, ramifications two thousand yeah. years later. Wow. So I mean, how how can that happen unless it's yeah, it's, it's God, really true. yeah, it's yeah. God driven. Yeah, there's no other way to explain it. So yeah, th- we're, what we're doing is layering in these prophecies of the Messiah that's coming. And again, how do, if Jesus isn't the Messiah, where do you fit all these prophecies? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, um, it, it, you're just going to leave them hanging out there? they got to fit in somewhere. Uh, and, and I like this one, John. So the prophecy in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yeah, right. That's what we read in 9. Yeah, and then Luke 2, the fulfillment is, uh, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. It just, it just boom, boom, old to new, old to new. I mean, Jesus fulfilled, what, over 300 prophecies? In the Bible, something like prophecies, that? pictures, yeah. types. Right. Um, you'd have to cluster oh, them sure. all together, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 significant what he's doing. That's right. why he'll say, "Search the scriptures, for they testify of me." He right. says, "What we're doing right now is like searching the scriptures." Yeah. Right. It, it says this in Galatians chapter four, verse four. It says, "In the fullness of time, God brought forth His Son." It says. But right. in the full, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons. But the key here is the fullness of time. God sent forth his son, born of a woman. So here we see this idea. He comes from God. He's not normally offspring. You know, he doesn't come like a husband and wife, have a little child. So, but in the fullness of time means it was God's perfect timing. Some people say, well, why didn't Jesus come earlier? Why didn't he come later? Why All we know is it was God's perfect mm-hmm. time. Now, a couple things why it may have been a perfect time, maybe, we don't know. But number one, the Old Testament was complete for at least 400 years. It was, so there's mm-hmm. this completion of the Old Testament right. and high anticipation that he would come, the Messiah was coming. Mm-hmm. Number two, 
under the Romans, they were mean and they were oppressing Israel, but there was still freedom that was called Pax Romana. Right. And you could travel and move around right. because they built road systems, which is going to help for the spread of the gospel. The other thing is the market language of the day was Greek because the Greeks had, prior to the Romans, they took over. It's like mm. today, the market language of the world today is English. If you want to be an air traffic controller in Cairo or Bangkok, you're going to learn English. If you want to go to engineering, you're going to probably learn English because mm. that's mm -hmm. the market language. So you had... You had the, the, this huge kingdom spread out with yeah. world systems. You had a language that was perfect for the New Testament, Greek, uh, for the spread of the Greek. And then you had the idea that the uh, Israeli feast was bringing people to Jerusalem, mm -hmm. the Passover, Pe Pentecost. So once Jesus came and he fulfilled his, people would come for normal Passover. They'd hear the gospel. <clears throat> they're going back to their home countries right. with it. So you see, yeah. in a sense... There was a perfect timing. God knows time. I mean, you know, we don't. But there does seem to be elements there. And, of course, he was catching the, the population of the world. It hadn't gone into hyper mode like today. We're at, what, seven and a half, eight billion people. But notice how quick the word can get out today. Through yeah, the and God's timing is not our own, right, John? I mean, you know, it, it, I know there's references in the Bible that one day to God is like a thousand years mm -hmm. to us, right? Yeah. So here, here he comes in, yeah. and now uh, you have all these prophecies, and especially um, when he goes in front of um, uh, the temple. Now, mm -hmm. now this this is where in, in Luke chapter two, um, he again quotes from the scripture that you just looked at in Luke, yeah. Luke chapter two. Simeon, see, they take Jesus to the temple for dedication, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. Yeah. We're not sure exactly how old he is uh, right. at this point. Um, uh, but it's really, it had purification for the woman and these kinds of things going, it says in verse 23. It says, when in verse 21 of chapter 2, Luke, when the eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. When the days of her purification, according to law, were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. There's the, we call it the dedication or the, okay. As it is written, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer up a sacrifice. And this guy is waiting there, this prophet named Simeon. And it says, verse 25, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just about waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So he's waiting for the Messiah, right? A long time. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he would see the Lord's Christ. So God had spoken to this guy, told him, you're not going to die until you see the Messiah. So he was, yeah. remember what we looked at in uh, in uh, mm -hmm. Malachi, mm -hmm. that there was going to be those people that are yeah. waiting, yeah. And, and the Messiah yeah. is going to come to his temple. Here he right. comes to the temple mm -hmm. here. And, and, he, and he came by the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought the child, to, according to the custom, he took him up in his arms and blessed him, said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He's holding Jesus. That's the salvation of the people. But look what he says here. Which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples. In other words, all the Old Testament was telling about this. And now look what he says in verse 32. This is so important. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. That's why we're sitting here today. Yeah, it no kidding. It wasn't just for Israel. 
It was for the Gentiles, <clears throat> all the nations. And that's why John will introduce Jesus at the yeah. River Jordan. Mm -hmm. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the, the world. world. Yeah. They, they weren't used to that. Right. Because when they sacrificed lambs and, and bulls and that in the Old Testament, it was to cover the sins of Israel, the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Now, because of Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, he says right at his birth, he's going to bring salvation to all the yeah. Gentile world. Amen. You know, so how are you going to get... How? There it is. <laughs> and then, of course, then Anna. Yeah. She was there, verse 36. This is an old woman, a prophetess, Dr. Opinio. Um, she had been a great age. She lived with, with uh, her husband for seven years from her virginity. This woman was a widow, about 84 years old. She did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers. And she comes in, and she spoke to all those who looked for the redemption of Jerusalem. So she's, she's prophetic in the sense that she sees that this is indeed the Messiah has mm. come. That's why there's no wiggle yeah. room. He's, he is God come in the flesh, or it all breaks down. It does. It literally. It all, you can't say he's an angel right. or a holy man or a prophet or um, I don't care. Fill in the blank. It just C.S. Lewis says you can't. You don't have that wiggle room. You know he he is who he says he is. And of course now he comes here, and it, this is the start of where we're going to see the launching uh, of the whole ministry of John the Baptist and later with Jesus. Yeah. But this is this is where we're at, David. You know, as, as we look at the Christmas story, as we look at all of these things coming into convergence upon this one right. night. When the world would never be the same again. No. You know, I mean, we, yeah. we date our calendar by his birth. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and um, we date our, I always tell people, your birthday is based on his birthday. Isn't that, yeah. Am I right? Yes. It's it just it's just what it is. I mean, and. Um, B.C. is before Christ. A.D. is after. Anno Domini. Yeah. Anno Domini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, um, you know, how God had structured it. But it. For no other reason, people should look at that and say, um, boy, something's going on here. You would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. One, I mean, come on. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> well, a lot of people just don't look. No, you know, they, and, no they don't. And, and you know what? Um, I'm not saying that in any uh, negative manner because I, I wasn't clear till, you know, 10 years ago or so. I, I didn't really see the whole picture. Um, so yeah, I it took mean, me a long time, and I was, you know, I, I thought I was a Christian. That's every. I mean, you know, I thought me. I was. Yeah. I, I I was not. We we thought we were Christians the same way yeah. we, we we were Americans. Well, I go to church. You know, <laughs> it, it had no real. Yeah. Um, just look at the uniqueness of Jesus. You know, and what he did and oh what he accomplished. Gosh. Oh my gosh! I think even if you're listening to this radio program today, folks, and you're not a believer, you never really committed your life to Jesus Christ. I would just encourage you to look. Look at the evidence and see where it takes you. You know some of the things we were talking about today. Where does uh, where does this all you know lead, so to speak? You know you're dealing with this person uh, who was born. We know uh, historians, even unbelievers, will tell you um, that Jesus lived and Jesus died. They, they have no problem with that. Now some will issue with his resurrection or his ascension, but let me read this about Jesus. Um, and the fact that how he affected all of human life, all of history. Yeah. Here is what it says. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held public office. He never had a family or owned a home. 
He didn't go to college. He never lived in a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. Uh, he did none of those things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 years old when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was sold by another one. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. Nobody could find him guilty. There was no charges brought against him. Yet he was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his garments, the only property he owned on the earth. When he was dead, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Twenty centuries have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the human race. I am well within the mark when I say that of all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one yes. solitary life. Amen. And that alone yeah. should cause people to think, yeah. wow, what's going on here? Yes. You know, where did this come from? Yes. And it's the person of Jesus Christ. And, you know, <clears throat> as we get into this more and more, Dave, we're going to see that when Jesus comes, he... he he alters. Somebody suggested it's like Jesus got in the show, throne, the showroom of life, and reversed all the price tags. Because he says the the greatest will be the greatest servant, or you want to be first and be last, and and be. It's not about being proudful. It's being about humble. And you want to save your life, give your life away. You know, he he reverses everything. He says, if somebody insults you in that, don't reply in an insult. In other words, they slap you, give them the other cheek. And he prayed for those that deceitfully use it. In other words, he's like flipping everything around. And he's saying, uh, there's no there's no ethnic, there's no, you know, there's neither Greek nor Jew nor Scythian nor barbarian. He says all in a sense, all yeah. ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yeah. There's no distinctions. No. What he's what he comes and what he accomplishes, it's just the more I study it, it's like mind boggling. He's changed the whole it's like the planet doesn't orbit the same way it did before he came. You know, he changes yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. But you would expect when you look at the Christmas story, um, I mean, the sky's lit up. Mm -hmm. You know, the angels yeah. are proclaiming. Shepherds are running. Uh, king, wise men are coming in probably a huge caravan from the east bringing these, these gold and, you know, incense and all this stuff to them. A, a king by the name of Herod is going crazy because he's paranoid. Because there's another king he thinks is going to be born here. He's killing little babies. I mean, what's going on today? Killing all these little babies. You know, what I'm getting at is everything is shaken. Every, same thing will happen when it's crucifixion. Everything is shaken. There's three hours of darkness. The ground shakes. There's an earthquake. Graves are open. You know, things are, people are running around. I mean, when he comes and when he goes, he shakes it up. He just does. Yes. Am I right? Yeah. And I, that's why I implore the people listening today. Uh, in the hustle and bustle of Christmas yeah. to just stop and think and maybe look and read the Luke account or read Matthew and what it makes a reference to the Old Testament is to go back and check it out. Yeah, You know, go back and check it out. Here's what actually the scripture says in Hebrews. This is very interesting. Uh, we'll start wrapping the program up. But this is a very interesting line in Hebrews chapter 10 um, uh, concerning the coming of Jesus, but he says something very interesting here. In Hebrews chapter 10, um, if, if you look at like verse 10, um, mm -hmm. 
chapter 10, verse 1, it talks about the law. That's the Old Testament. Yeah. Have a shadow of the good things to come. In other words, they weren't the actual substance. The substance was coming. They were just a shadow. We call it a shadow or type. And not the very image of the things can never, with these same sacrifices, continually year by year, uh, have a perfect effect. For then they would not have ceased to be offered. For the worshipers who were once purified would have no more. In other words, they had to do a sacrifice every year, every year, every year, because they can never take away sin, right? Right. But <clears throat> those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats can take away sins. There, now look at this, very important. Therefore, when he came into the world, who comes into the world? Jesus is coming mm -hmm. into the world. Mm -hmm. See this? Mm -hmm. He said, Jesus says, this is in the Old Testament, <clears throat> sacrifice and offering you did not desire. In other words, the, all those sacrifices, can they could cover sin, but they couldn't take away sin. Right. But a body you have prepared for me. That's his incarnation. Mm -hmm. That's the human body of Jesus. Says, this comes from a psalm a thousand mm -hmm. years prior. Yeah. But a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure. In other words, they couldn't be perfect. Then I said, Behold, I have come, Jesus speaking, in the volume of the book it is written of me. That's the Old Testament. The whole volume of the book is written about Jesus. And so there you go. I mean, it says, to do, for what purpose? To do your will, O God. That's why did Jesus come? He came to die. That's why in the garden he prays three times, Father, if it be your will, let this cup of suffering be taken mm -hmm. from me, but nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. done. The yeah. very thing it says here, <clears throat> to do. he came into the world to do your will. You know, all of us are born into the world to live, hopefully a long life. Jesus came into the world to die. Yeah. People don't realize that. He came yeah. into the world to die. Yeah. And when John introduces him, he says, you know, Behold the Lamb of God who takes... When you say Lamb of God, they knew what that meant. That was a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And it, isn't it interesting the Lamb of God would be first visited by shepherds? Yeah. You know, because, you know, when a baby's born, usually the in-laws <laughs> go and the grandparents go and all this. But the first one God invites right. via angels yeah. is shepherds. <clears throat> yep. Is shepherds. Go, go see this little lamb. And he's <laughs> referred to, one of his names is the Good Shepherd. Yeah, right. So, you know, yeah. All of these names converge. You know, Holy One, Savior, yeah. the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Only Begotten, yeah. the Good Shepherd, right. the Light of the World. Like spokes yeah. on a wheel, they all converge to the center hub. Right. And not only do they converge to the center, but the center holds them all together. Mm -hmm. Like a wheel. They're all attracted and, to and that And then once you hub. see it, yeah. if you take him out, the wheel collapses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Sometimes you like want to jump up and down and say, people, if you haven't thought about this before, it's what I call unexamined unbelief. Please look at the evidence this Christmas time because you could go into 2023 yeah. as a brand new creature in Christ. Absolutely. Don't postpone Amen. it. Somebody says tomorrow is is the Satan's day. He wants you to keep putting things off. Mm -hmm. You know, the, <laughs> the best day to accept Jesus Christ is today. The worst day is tomorrow. We don't, don't we, we don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know if we have tomorrow. another minute. Yeah, We don't know. We don't. I knew a fellow that says he he was going to live his life like he wanted to. And, and he says, at the 11th hour, I'm just going to get converted and get saved. And somebody said to him, yeah, but what if you die at 10? <laughs> but I mean, it's serious business it's because, <laughs> we, you know, as we go into 2023, mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. God knows. Mm -hmm. We don't. You know, we hope it's going to be a flourishing year and there's going to be peace and 
in our country, in the world. But um, all we know is that what God promised, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And he didn't. So we'll pick up on this again, David, next week. Because yes. there's other lines of uh, convergence in terms of prophecy. Right. But I also want to talk <clears throat> about time and going into the brand new year of 2023. So once again, we want to thank you all for tuning in. This is WNZN Radio from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM. Thank you, David, for being part of it. Great and, to uh, be here, John. I'm just going to close in a word of prayer sure. for all our listeners, especially those that may not yet know <clears throat> Jesus. They might know him as a baby in a manger, or they might even know him as a, as, as, as <clears throat> a Savior on a cross, but they haven't made right. him their own. Right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and for this beautiful season of Christmas. And Lord, help us to renew our, 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 our thoughts and turn our, our thoughts to you, Jesus. And especially we pray for those listeners today that might just be in between. They don't know. They're not sure. But they know they've never really committed their life to Jesus Christ. And we pray that uh, as they look in the scriptures, as, as they feel compelled to go to a Bible-believing church that's preaching the message of the Christmas story, that they will respond and, and realize, for God so loved the world that he gave. Christmas is all about giving, and the greatest gift of all is that God gave us his son. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes upon him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's a choice there. You can receive the gift, or you can reject the gift, or you can neglect the gift. But if you receive it by believing, you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. God bless you all. God bless and, you. Uh, we'll talk to you before uh, Christmas and uh, have a show regarding that. God bless you. Amen.